0: Welcome to the Yellow Peril podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian-American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Yangs, all you Lees, all you Wangs. I'm Jeff Fokey. And this is Bang. As ever, we'll be taking a look at the latest in Asian-American culture and entertainment and more ways you can support racial justice and equality. Let's get to it. This week, I wanted to talk about, well, something that's near and dear to me, which is role-playing games. And what I love about right now is a lot of communities, especially nerd culture, which is, I think, where a lot of diversity and representation happens. So, you know, video games, we talked about Itch.io giving out like, what, 1,400 games for $5 and all proceeds going to social justice and equality causes. They raised Three, four, five million dollars was insane. But on the back of that, a group of role-playing game writers have come out with an anthology: 58 original two-page role-playing game adventures made by a diverse international collective of creators in support of Black Lives Matters. It's 20 dollars, it's a little pricier, but all proceeds go to a good cause. It's called dissident whispers it's the nerdiest shit we'll talk about this episode ever I don't know so all proceeds will go to the National Bail Fund Network Tuesday Night Games is the producer of it I've looked through it I've seen a YouTube video of someone going through every little adventure if you happen to play role-playing games or indie role-playing games this is up your alley but if you don't this is the thing I'm trying to get Bang into this and a few other friends I just feel like right now, while we're all stuck at home, what better way to at least game or enjoy some social interaction that's more than just hanging out and talking? Role-playing games is perfect. So if you've ever been interested, I think this is a great way to get in. It's two-page adventures. You don't have to know a bunch of rules. It simplifies everything, and they're all totally different. There's one where you play as a horse, and you're trying to break free from your herd. There's a a popular role-playing game called Morkborg, which is like metal-influenced adventure fantasy. There's one called Mothership, which is like aliens, the Aliens franchise. So you're in space, and there's weird things that you have to figure out what's going on. Maybe it is, you know, xenomorphs. Maybe it's something else. You never know. But, bang, we're going to try one. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you know which one it is yet? Yes. So it's called Electric Bastion Land. It's pretty amazing. I equate it to sort of Blade Runner, the Labyrinth and big trouble in Little China. <laughs> it's fucking rad.
1: Asian people don't do well in any of those scenarios. Yes. We're actually we're either serving noodles
0: or what about labyrinth? Are there Asians in Labyrinth? Oh right, or non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check out the book. It's $20 again, but it all goes to the National Bail Fund Network, or all proceeds, I should say. If you are ever interested in role-playing games, what a great way to, like, get a few friends on Zoom and, you know, have an adventure, roll some dice, get a little nerdy, try something different, right? And the artwork's amazing, too, I gotta say. So I can't recommend it enough. I know it's sort of not for everyone, but I recommend it for everyone,
1: including Vubang. Vubang. I love that we're in a world right now where somebody is selling.
0: Is it like a PDF that you get when you pay for it? It's a PDF right now. You can pre-order a hardcover or an actual print copy that will come to you in a few months.
1: Yeah, I just, I just love how nerd culture is supporting Black Lives Matter. This is pretty impressive. This we're a very niche, niche. I can never say that right. Niche, yeah. Podcast. So I think you
0: said it all correctly three different ways. <laughs> niche, niche, niche. Yeah. Nietzsche. Yeah. I mean, nerd culture. Go nerds. I wanted to bring up this article
1: I read in the Washington Post. When I started reading it, I kind of thought it was going to go one way, but it went a different way. The article is titled Young Asians and Latinos Push Their Parents to Acknowledge Racism and Protest. And, you know, this is one of those articles where you can just read the title, which I guess millennials do and just get the point of it. But if you can imagine What's the title again? Young Asians and Latinos push their parents to acknowledge racism and protests, right? And so there's about three to four stories about Asian American 20 year olds, teens, and Latinos that are that are talking to their parents are normally more who are in these stories more conservative. Sure. And a lot of them, a lot of the stories are about them protesting and joining into the protests and how the parents are obviously scared for them or you know support Trump. I mean, spoiler alert, every one of the stories ends with like a kumbaya, the parents like change their minds kind of thing. So, really? Yeah, it, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> if you want sort of a feel good story, I guess, about like what you can do as an Asian American, Latino ally to the Black Lives Matter, read the story, I guess. It's a little, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know if I'm pessimistic or optimistic, but I just, it was an interesting read if you're feeling, if you need some sort of hopeful story.
0: Yeah. It's in the Washington Post. Versus reality of if you tell your parents, them just being like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to read like a one paragraph description of what the model minority Mm -hmm. myth is and just going through all that and it all ending in a happy ending, then, then sure. But if you want to sit down with your parents and have a real discussion with them about how Asian-Americans actually benefit from, you know, with privilege, we get privilege, but we also get the benefit of being a person of color and how it's like a double privilege. And I can go on and on forever, but...
0: Yeah. So this brings up two things. One, I would love for... I don't know if you've had this thought, but I'm like, I wonder if I can get my parents to say Black Lives Matters.
1: I think you could probably get your
0: parents to say Black Lives Exist. Maybe (laughs) black people exist. Maybe like, I think my dad would say it. I think my mom would be like, all lives matter. I'd be like, mom, oh my God, stop.
1: Yeah. Then you should just go through every race. (laughs) Let's go through them all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I feel like in the past few months we've, I mean, the people that say black lives matter, we understand it, but sometimes, yeah, it's hard to explain it. And, but now there's been so many people that have explained it in a much better way. To retort All Lives Matters, there's a lot of arguments or common sense, I want to say, but yes, arguments for Black Lives Matter. It's funny because this reminds me also, though, that I had two interesting experiences with friends in Taiwan. I guess I just wanted to talk really quickly because, granted, people not in the U.S. don't entirely grasp Black Lives Matter. Would you say that's fair? I do. Yeah.
1: In general, but I'll follow up with a story as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, in general. But I had two different experiences. One was positive. I convinced someone that said all lives matter in a post to change it, and she understood why. Granted, her boyfriend is ABC, American-born Chinese, Taiwanese, if you will. And I mentioned to a friend, like, hey, should she be posting this? And that friend was like, I'll tell her boyfriend. The boyfriend's like, oh, shit, let me tell her right now. And he's like, he's an, a DJ, like, hip-hop artist in Taiwan. He's like, yo, no, you cannot say All Lives Matter. <laughs> so she changed it quickly.
1: Is this the DJ that DJed for LeBron?
0: No, 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 no. This is a different DJ. uh Yeah, yeah.
1: That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> if In case you guys missed that story, there's a, in one of the podcasts... Uh, Oki talks about his friend who DJed for LeBron. In China. And found out, LeBron found out the hard way what the word for, what is it, this one, that one means in Mandarin?
0: This, for this. Yeah. Go find that episode. It's a funny story. The other flip side, though, is some friends, but one in particular, who posted a YouTube video of Candace Owens on her Facebook. And it was translated into Chinese with Chinese subtitles. I'm like... This person, this acquaintance friend of mine on Facebook, I'm like, needs to know that this is not cool and this is not the type of shit you should be sharing. And I tried (laughs) – the sad thing is it was her birthday. So I said, hey, happy birthday. Do you really believe what Candace Owen says? She's like, who? I'm like, the black woman that is speaking, saying that George Floyd is not a hero, that's on your Facebook page. She's like, yeah, I I do. She has a lot of good points. Why are we supporting – he committed a crime – I'm like, okay, that's not the point. I'm like, do you also think all lives matter? She's like, well, they do. I'm like, yeah, but don't you think black lives matter? She's like, no, all lives matter. She's like, I don't want to have this conversation right now. I'm like, okay, that's fair. And I unfriended her. So (laughs) (laughs) the thing is, all lives matter won't matter if black lives don't matter, right? That's the point. All lives will not matter until black lives matter. That is the point.
1: We just can't. We, we can't keep talking about me and you. This is like the choir, Yeah. you know, talking to another choir member, talking <laughs> to a different choir. We're just like, we're at a choir convention right now. Let's, let's yeah. just move on and talk about your friend.
0: <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I unfriended her. Good for you. Did you block her? I didn't block her. I don't care. But I, I had to talk with a friend who's a DJ for the English-speaking station in Taipei, ICRT. Shout out to Joseph Flynn. And he's like, what do you expect? He's like, some people just have no clue because they don't experience it, right?
1: Obviously, the moral to this story is that all DJs are awesome <laughs> and understand everything. Yeah. Part of the last episode especially too.
0: They're very aware.
1: Can you imagine like a
0: very like conservative
1: DJ that's like, all lives matter? And then like drops a beat or something. I don't <laughs> know. Just like is like in the middle of mixing.
0: And then drops fuck the police for some reason. <laughs> it's a
1: good beat. What? Yeah. You can separate the music from the person, can't you?
0: Yeah, and the message. <laughs> yeah, of the music. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing
1: Kanye twenty four and mixes Kanye into Kanye. Well, into Kanye and more Kanye.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only rapper that would. Support Trump, right?
1: Well, I do. I do want to read a quote from a special someone in Kazakhstan who uh, is going to be the opposite of what exactly your friends are thinking in Taiwan. Your specific friend, not all your friends, obviously. Yeah, gosh, jeez. Most of your friends are DJs in Taiwan. Woke. But I, I think this is really special, just because I mean, this is not the most liberal, progressive, or democratic country in in the world. But this is what she said during all the protests, and mind you, this is somebody who has to. You can't just watch TV news in Kazakhstan and get all this. So it's pretty impressive that she got this. I think right. But let me read this to you.
0: Is the news controlled, or it's just not?
1: I think the president's been president for like thirty years, and they okay he changed the name of the capital to his last name. So ah, that's all. I mean, I could look up how many years he's been president, but I mean, what's the difference between five years and 30 years amongst friends, right?
0: Well, and then also changing the name of the city to your name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said I think that says a lot.
1: Yeah. So here's what she said. I don't know why there's so much quietness in Kazakhstan about this big issue that's happening now in the U.S. I think because the topic is so delicate and fragile, and without having enough information, it's better not to talk about it. We can't be experts in one day. We don't have the competence to speak on racism in the US, so it's very interesting to me to learn more about US history. What I don't like the most is the way the media is manipulating us in the way they are showing us only the worst and bad parts of the protests. I'm sure there are a lot of peaceful protests, but riots and looting only exacerbate racial problems and police arbitrariness arbitrarily I don't even know if that's the right word. The blacks will blame whites for everything, and whites will blame blacks for everything. Today, social networks destroyed all confidence in authorities and split the society. Such changes never occur mildly and accompanied by violence, unfortunately. It's very hard to explain this in English, she said. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good...
0: It's a pretty good explanation for somebody. Someone whose second language is English. That's better than most. what most people are saying here in the U.S. Yeah. And for someone so removed to understand it so well. I think the best part that she said is like white people blaming black people, black people blaming white people, which makes me think about someone that was just interviewed on NPR, an ex-KKK member who's sort of saying, you know, fuck all this shit too. I think people, especially white people, are afraid when the black community says black power, right? The difference, though, is white power, when someone says white power, that's about supremacy, right? That's racist. Black power is about equity and equality. It's not about supremacy. And I think that's what scares people when they hear black power, well, especially racists and, you know. But I feel like she sees that when she says white people blame black people, black people blame white people,
1: I don't know why, but when you were explaining all that, I imagined two guys walking into a bar, one white guy dressed like Captain America and the other one is a black guy dressed like Black Panther. Like (laughs) one of them would scare me if you just walk around (laughs) like Captain America. I don't know why I was
0: thinking (laughs) that. It's just... I would cry if Captain America ever said white power. (laughs) He did turn out to be, oh my God, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I almost got into nerd culture too, I guess. Just based,
1: based on the last Marvel film, mm-hmm. Endgame or whatever it was, I feel like there's going to be a lot of direct symbolism in the next Marvel film. You think so? Probably.
0: I mean, we have a new Captain America now, right? Yeah. Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. That'll be on Disney+. Plus. won't be a movie. Are they doing it? They better do it. Yeah, it's a show. It's a series. Oh, okay. I think it's in post-production. It might have stopped production, but... Now, the next Marvel movie is Eternals. Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani. That should be interesting. Directed by a Chinese director. What was her name? Chloe Zhao. Props to her. She can be this week's worst Asian ever. Straight from Beijing. Are you laughing at the way I said Beijing? (laughs) Wait, also, I want to say I'm really proud that I didn't make any Borat jokes during the whole Kazakhstan thing. Yeah, you should be very proud.
1: (laughs) By the way, they're very sick of it over there.
0: Oh, I know, I'm sick of it too. But it hits your brain once you hear Kazakhstan. Sorry.
1: Did you hear about the latest? What's his name? Who who does Borat?
0: Oh yeah! Wow, I'm totally blanking on his name right now too. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Isla Fisher's a uh, husband. Totally. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> Why do we remember his name? <laughs> we can't. Remember. You remember her, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Essentially, they convinced he convinced some nonprofit who that's also like suppose like kind of a white supremacist group and they they did some sort of like country music concert yeah and he came out as a country music singer and there was some famous country music singer that got tricked into doing it too and he convinced part of the audience to sing racist stuff and then they recorded it all and then i mean they paid fifty thousand dollars for this concert and then they record everything and bounced so we'll probably be seeing that in netflix soon i imagine like he hasn't even announced what show it's on right
0: yeah I think, who knows what he did it for for now, but it was in Olympia, Washington. He crashed an alt-right militia group's rally. He donated a ton of money, like you said, and they showed up as this, like, bluegrass racist singer and started spouting all this stuff, and I don't know if how many people actually started singing along with him. I think they realized pretty quickly, like, they were being pranked, Yeah, but they were like, Sasha Baron Cohen had enough security to keep them from pulling the plug on the show. <laughs> so he was on. Because he paid for the security. Yeah, he paid for the security. So they're like, no, you can't come back here. So it took him a while to tear him down. But yeah. So see, Borat does good stuff still. That's It was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. Do you like durian?
1: I do, but I eat it like once every two, three years. That's pretty often So
0: <laughs> Is it? Is that often? I mean, I mean, maybe not for San Jose. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: readily available in San Jose.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ranch ninety nine. They must have it. I mean, I
1: eat a flavor something that's durian at least mm. twice a year, like ice cream or durian candy or cake. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the smell is the smell is outrageous. But yeah. I mean, if you think about, <laughs> here's another thing. When I, I talked to somebody once, I, I think this was in Vietnam, and we were talking about what they serve in movie theaters and they serve this like fried squid thing. And, you know, in America, if you smell fried squid, it's like very pungent. Sure. But he was telling me that the smell of buttered popcorn is very pungent for him because you don't <laughs> grow up eating buttered popcorn. And if you think about it, like buttered popcorn is like a very flavorful smell that's very yeah. specific to American. So like kind of rancid salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you guys, it just smells like buttered popcorn in movie theaters. I'm like, yeah, that's great. He's like, no, like it, you have to grow up with it to enjoy that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Smells are psychological and a part of what is it? Nurture versus nature, I think, just like culture is. I want to do a sketch now where an Asian person is just disgusted by like American food smells. Like, oh my God, is that pizza? Like,
1: (laughs) oh my God,
0: lavender? Why do your bedsheets smell like lavender, you sicko? (laughs) Stop rubbing plants in your bed. Anyways, we brought up durian because a funny story happened in Germany. 12 German postal workers were sent to a hospital, received medical treatment. Dozens more were evacuated because of four durians that were sent in a package.
1: (laughs) Was it open? Like that's what I don't get. I don't think it was even open, <laughs> so it's not even that smelly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty smelly, even if it's open. I, really? I mean, it could be just a cardboard oh. box wrapped in like, and they're wrapped in styrofoam. A quote says, "Due to the unknown content, it was initially unclear whether the suspect package posed a greater risk."
1: <laughs> so, so for our listeners who don't know the smell of durian and think it's like you know a terrible smell, I just want to say that in Asia, it's also considered in some ways, not a terrible smell, but a pungent smell. Yeah. So if you go around Asia, there's signs that say, like, they have a durian logo and a cross through it. Yeah, warning signs. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you still eat it, but you're not going to bring it into the office, you know? You're not going to, like, eat it in the middle of a bakery or something.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, fresh durian. In public,
1: at a post office, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, now I feel like they should have durian stickers on mail packages if you're shipping durian.
1: Yeah, for the 0.00005% that do, yeah. Let's make a sticker for it.
0: Yeah, well, we'll make it, and then we'll sell them.
1: Yeah, come on. Oh, that is a great idea. We should make the Yellow Peril and no durian stickers.
0: (laughs) No, or durian inside. Pro? Yeah, pro durian. Pro durian stickers. (laughs) Pro durian. (laughs) Pro durian. Are you pro durian, bro? Do you even durian? Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, it actually happened before, too, at a University of Canberra library. People were forced to evacuate a building due to suspected gas leak, but it was just revealed to be. So it happens. I feel like you pronounced Cambetta. Cambetta is probably like Cambetta
1: or something. Isn't it? Isn't that Australia? Canberra. 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 Am I saying it wrong?
0: You sound like you're Scottish, bro. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say it like an American. Canberra. Sorry. Aussies. Melbourne. Melbourne. Sydney. Sorry. Australia. Sorry. Aussies. <laughs> Our one listener in
1: Australia. This is a random thought. Did I ever tell you that? So when me and Cynthia, you know... c Hello, Cynthia, who helped start this. Yes. When we had our blog that led into this podcast, you know, we were blogging for 10 years by Cole We had a, an avid reader from Australia, and I happened to be in Australia, and I met up with her, and we had, we
0: had lunch. Did I tell you about this? And sweet, sweet love. Oh, is that too much? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. We had lunch with her, and... She no, that's just, it.
1: It was just random. Oh. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in Australia. Do you want to meet up? She's like, sure.
0: It was the worst story ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was kind of strange. I guess the person who would meet up with somebody they read on a blog is going to be a strange person.
0: Yeah, especially you didn't have photos of yourself up anywhere. Yeah. Because then she definitely would have said no. Zing! No, I had, I had all these photos. Oh, okay. All photos.
1: It was yeah. Actually, the, the blog was mostly photos. It was a photo blog of myself.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That's what we should make our next blog about. You, half-naked, holding durian. Ladies?
1: Yeah, I would just have the, the durian covering my face.
0: <laughs> durian head. I'd buy that calendar. They have to make, they have that would be a great Halloween costume. I think it'd be a great calendar. Hot men of Southeast Asia with durian. No? I mean, we have so many business ideas now. I know, we came up with three or four. I'm really good at making Asian-American-themed business ideas that lose me money, so. We need to submit the trademark for that. Whatever. Chong, you tell us if I said that right. Why
1: don't you trademark that? See, I said that wrong.
0: Oh, damn. You crazy, bro.
1: You know Bruce Lee was born in San Francisco, right? I mean, you watched The Dragon Story. Well, thanks
0: to... I watched Be Water, you jackass. Oh, that's right. I said i not watching it. Yet. Sorry, about. <laughs> I'm saving it. I'm saving it. We just did an interview with him. You haven't even seen it yet? Anyways, yeah. After watching Be Water, I was reminded that he was born in San Francisco.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't know this, but San Francisco took down a bunch of racist statues recently, which we applaud. I didn't even know these were up. Yeah, because I guess I guess I'm just I just don't notice Christopher Columbus statues anymore because they just look like well mailboxes, like they're just everywhere. Yeah, but we took down a Christopher Columbus statue. We took down a Junipero Serra hmm. statue, a Ulysses S. Grant statue. Huh, really? And a Francis Scott Key statue. Which one are you humming? Really?
0: I thought Ulysses S. Grant fought for the North. That's bad now? I don't know, dude. He's a president. I can look it up. I'm pretty sure he's going to do something bad, yeah. Let's read about what he's done. Yeah, I mean, he probably still had slaves, but then he said, we're going to stop that. Let's fight the South, and then became one of our presidents. Granted, they are tearing down and changing names, even of presidents, like Woodrow Wilson has a branch at Stanford, I believe, or some Ivy League school, and they're taking his name off of that. They're taking the name Plantation off of the word, like Rhode Island has some crazy long name, actually. And the word Plantation is in it, and they're removing that from the name.
1: Yep. Ulysses S. Grant, in fact, did own a, own a slave named William Jones for about a year at the end of the Civil War.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I mean,
1: if you're saying things like he had a complicated relationship with slavery, then yeah, San Francisco is going to take your ass down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Facebook relationship status, it's complicated, you're done.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look it up, there's going to be like, uh, there was a story about, you know, we should, we should talk about this and see whether or not we should take down the Ulysses S. Grant statue. But this is San Francisco. I mean, just move that statue like, I don't know, I would name another city in the Bay Area, but I also don't want to get yelled at. But, but in, in San Jose, we had a Christopher Columbus statue too that was taken out two years ago. So that's how awesome we are. Oh, wow. It was in City Hall, but we took
0: it out two years ago. Wow. San Jose is so progressive. It is, yeah. But now San Francisco needs a new statue. There's all these blank pedestals, right? And what will be, who's born in San Francisco that we'd want to put up? Who is a symbol
1: of who should we honor? Yeah, Li Shaolong. Who is that? I'm sorry, I don't speak Chinese.
0: That's Bruce Lee.
1: (laughs) But I ask you, Okie, like, would a Bruce Lee statue be popular at all? I mean, do you know any other Bruce Lee statues anywhere in the world that people visit Uh, that fly to your country to visit? Hong Kong. Oh, that's right. Hong Kong. I've, yeah. I, I guess I've only seen it like five times yeah. and taken pictures all the
0: time. Chinatown, LA has one. Really? Yeah. Where is it? In, chi- in the Chinatown Square, in Chinatown Plaza. You have to name the bar that is next to you for me to understand. Grand Star Jazz Club. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is another statue. There's, there's quite a few around the world, right? Or the others?
1: That's what we can do. We can do like a Pokemon version. Like there's like five Bruce Lee statues and you have to like take pictures with them all. That'd be awesome.
0: That's a great idea. Damn it. We have way too many ideas this episode. Trademark. Yellow Peril.
1: Now, would you want the Bruce Lee statue to be in Chinatown in San Francisco, or would you want it to be somewhere at like a park?
0: It depends. If the pedestal is bigger than what we could put in Chinatown SF, I would put it on the Columbus one and make it fucking huge. Also, the problem with the Bruce Lee statues, I feel like they're all the same mold. They all look almost exactly the same. Racist. (laughs) <laughs> not all bruce lee statues look the same though. <laughs> no i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they're the same but i've he's always in the same pose like give him a new pose or something something rad
1: yeah why don't we have a statue of him as as kato yeah let's do that
0: yeah oh, come on you know what i mean
1: i don't you know what i mean what i want is for them to take the christopher columbus the base of it and just have it the size of his foot and he's kicking. And so it's so
0: big that the base is just his, like, the tippy toes. Wouldn't that be better if we put, like, statues kicking the shit out of the old statues just next to them? That'd be cool. <laughs> right? Wouldn't people be like, yay, that's even better. Like, now that, not only, like, okay, they're gone, that's fine. But now it's like, oh, let's show them getting them. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little too much. Yeah, the way, the way you're
1: describing, the way that you describe, like, a Bruce Lee statue, like, kicking Ulysses S. Grant, I'm imagining, like, what's his name? What's, what's the character from Street Fighter? Liu Fang? Liu Kang is from Mortal Kombat. No, who's the, the Bruce Lee-looking character from Street Fighter?
0: Oh, I, that's, like, Street Fighter Alpha and shit. I don't even know. Street Fighter Three. Yeah,
1: I imagine him, like, kicking Guile in the face.
0: <laughs> but instead of Guile, it's, it's Ulysses S. Grant. I like it. A lot of people would go visit that statue, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like statues right now are meant for Instagram. Li Fang. Li Fang is the character, is a street fighter. But yeah, I feel like statues now are basically for Instagram, so let's do it. Why don't we start the GoFundMe? <laughs> oh my god. Too
0: many good ideas.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should even post this episode, because we, have, we don't want any ideas <laughs> yeah. for us to be stolen, yeah.
0: We'll just redact... If you hear a beep throughout most of this episode, it's because it was a really good idea. Did you say redact? Is it
1: pronounced redact?
0: I said redact. Isn't it pronounced redact? Like redacted? No. Redacted.
1: <laughs> redacted.
0: No. Redacted. Redacted. Yeah. It's not redacted. It's redacted. I'm not saying redact. I'm saying redact.
1: You're ridiculous. That's what you are. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Canberra.
1: Have you ever been to a Vietnamese restaurant that's
0: run by white people? Rare, but it has happened. I think there's a place called Gingergrass here, but it happens. Oh, and one of my favorite ones is in, you hate it, but I love it, Viet in Atwater. Have I been there? I know Chung has, maybe not you. It's just not. I mean, do you like it? (laughs) I like Viet a lot. The thing is, like, Vietnamese food in LA is
1: terrible. Obviously, other than Nguyen's place say. No, seriously. His food is like legit Vietnamese food at an arcade, no less. It is. Really? I thought it was kind of fusion-y. No? No. It just looks like it's fusion-y because it's an arcade and it's on a fancy plate, but it's like legit, like mm. what grandma would cook. Right. The
0: Vietnamese dishes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I bring this up because there's a chef in Dallas. His name is Peja Christic, and he has a restaurant that is, I'm sure he pronounces it, Mord with no uh, emphasis. But he was posting on Instagram and he reversed the H and N for Bang Mi on his Instagram. And three Vietnamese women, two of which are like huge fans of the restaurant, corrected him and he just got pissed off. Like he went off af- after them. Like in public Instagram on the comments, he was just like, Oh ha, ha ha. I messed up. But like in personal DMs, he was just attacking them. Really? Yeah. Pretty crazy. He threatened them legal action for calling him out, said that he was being accused of racial profiling. <laughs> it's, this is insane. It's a white person. I mean, I'm hoping he's just under like crazy stress now, but I mean, I hope he realizes that he's white and not Vietnamese, right?
0: Yeah. I hope he realizes he's racist, even if you're stressed or not. Probably.
1: I mean, you named your fucking restaurant one, two, three, like how <laughs> fucking. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine, like, hey, I'm a. Actually, I can't. I can't do the the race bending and say I'm a. I'm an Asian guy opening up a white restaurant. I'm opening up a hot dog place called One Two Three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't stand the smell of hot dogs. That's so brave of you. <laughs> So when the D- I just had a Costco hot dog
1: by the way today. I'm fucking American. So yeah, in his messages he was saying shit like here is what he said. You calling me out for writing for a writing mistake like this is wrong on many levels. I feel very insulted and racially profiled. You're kicking me in the guts like I'm a piece of shit. Can you imagine all you did was you're like, "Hey, you spelled it wrong." Yeah,
0: like by the way. Hey, you should fix
1: it. But publicly, he said, I mess it up always. And then she said, it hurts my eyes. Like, publicly, they were fine. Yeah. That's so crazy. Weird. I really hope people boycott this restaurant. I'm just going to call them in. I'm just going to call them tomorrow and be like, hey, can I get something delivered? It's like, yeah, what's your address? I'm like, fuck you, piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lane, Dallas, Texas, 6484. Yeah, he called the other chefs awful names.
1: He texted one of the women's boyfriends and said, Your girl took it too far with me today for no reason. Yeah. I can just go on forever. I can read this forever. Yeah.
0: He's an idiot. This is crazy. I kind of want, I, it's just, oh, God. Mot hai ba. That's how I would say it.
1: Mot hai ba. This is me with no inflection on any of my words. It's pronounced mot hai ba.
0: Mot hai ba. See? Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. You're so fluent. Not that's bad. So nice.
0: Better? Mot hai ba. Yeah, I just have to
1: hear it. Oh, and then another Asian cook in the area, Donnie Siravastava from Cow Noodle Shop, says he got in an altercation with this guy at a bar, and this guy, Kristic, called his employees bitch workers, <laughs> and then he called the chef an Asian
0: piece of shit. What the fuck? I don't get this. I really don't get this. It's so weird. Like, yeah. I love your food. I hate your culture and the people. Thanks. Thanks, Vietnam. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? I have a very complicated
1: relationship with just food as being the entryway into people's culture. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I totally love, you know, insert the name of the culture here. And then like, because I like and then insert the name of one dish. You know, I just yeah. don't get that. It's like, oh, I, oh you're Taiwanese? And, and the
0: women are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the second part. Yeah. I
1: was like, yeah. oh, are you Taiwanese? Oh, my God. I really love going to that restaurant with the Michelin star that everybody goes to.
0: Yeah. And it's like, now I understand your culture. I love dating Taiwanese girls too. I dated one once. Ni hao. Fuck you. Yeah. And it's just like, (laughs) here's something you can be racist and cook somebody's food. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that crazy? It makes sense a lot. You have a refined palate and you're racist. Totally possible.
1: Yeah. And the white guy, a white guy can just be like, a white chef can be like, oh, I understand the struggle of like, Black people and Mexicans and Asians because I know how to make tacos (laughs) and I know how to make pho. It's just like, no, it's just fucking food. It's just flavor.
0: Yeah. ah, It's troublesome though, because I mean, what if I really want to eat this food, but not support this guy? It's like an artist. Like, I love that movie, but that guy is an awful person who made this movie. Fuck your movies.
1: First of all, you'd have to fly to Dallas for this, which is just as complicated as from los angeles as as it is to fly to vietnam so just fly to fucking vietnam i actually took you to the most white place in vietnam to eat so you basically had the experience already p.s did you know pok pok is
0: closing down in
1: portland or la
0: oh it already closed in la it closed years ago we talked about it
1: pok pok in portland closed down
0: yeah they're planning to close down
1: you're the only one that likes it dude like i'm not going to portland to eat thai food you know where i go for thai food thailand yeah Thai town in Thai town, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't go to Portland just for Pock Pock, but if I'm in Portland, I want to get Pock Pock because those I like the wings a lot.
1: Can you say that five times? I don't go to Portland for Pock Pock, but when I'm in Portland, I get Pop
0: Pock. <laughs> but Pock Pock's permanently shuttering its doors. I wanted to think of another p-word portals. No, nope. <laughs> but we also wanted to bring up the fact that there are some good white chefs. <laughs> <laughs> what? For
1: what, A for Asian? People? Guy Fieri. Oh, why are you bringing up Guy Fieri? It's Guy Fieri
0: to you. Gee guy, guy Fieri is, um, well, I'm sure most of you have heard there's this city called Columbus in Ohio. It's the capital. It's named after a guy who helped colonize this entire country, I suppose. Um, so people are petitioning to rename Columbus, Ohio, flavor town yeah i don't i don't get that why do you think guy fury is from columbus because he's born he was born in columbus ohio dude let me look this up dude i don't know why you don't believe me he's from sonoma dude he's from like north bay he's from the bay area born january 22nd 1968 columbus ohio all right here we go early life this is wikipedia
1: Guy Fieri was born Guy Ramsey Fieri on January 22nd, 1968 in Columbus, Ohio. There. The son of Penelope. Penelope? And Louis James Penelope.
0: joke. I know. Sorry. That's a joke
1: from, uh, what movie was that? Whatever. He grew up in Ferndale in rural Humboldt County, California. During high school, he was a foreign exchange student in France. He grew up in Humboldt. Yeah,
0: but he's born in Columbus, Ohio. And when people were asked. Yeah, but like Steph Curry was born in Cleveland. You could be born somewhere and not be from there. They're, that's why people say born and raised. I'm going to say Columbus does not have a lot of people to claim. And if they want to claim Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, and rename it Flavortown in honor of him, I'm okay with that. That's why they call it Flavor Town, dude. What did you think they were calling it Flavor Town for? Because it has so many different flavors. It's yeah, a- <laughs> Because it's an awesome city. Shout out Columbus. It's because it's Gifieri's fucking catchphrase, dude. <laughs> <sighs> That's so
1: weird, dude. You're blowing my mind. He's not from Columbus. He's born in Columbus, raised
0: in the Bay, dude. I don't think Guy Fieri cares. His first
1: restaurant was in Santa Rosa. says right here. Second restaurant is in Windsor. Third is in Petaluma.
0: God, you only care about if they're from NorCal. Jesus. Fourth is in Roseville.
1: Shout out Sonoma. Shout out Napa. Ugh. He also opened up a restaurant in Dublin. How many restaurants are these in Columbus, Ohio? Can you count?
0: I, I promise you he still does charity work in Columbus. But that's why Guy Fieri, am I really calling him Guy Fieri? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Guy Fieri, I don't care. Also during the pandemic, like gave and donated a lot of money to service workers across the U.S. to help support them while they weren't working.
1: I'm going to say something very controversial right now. Do it. And that is, I was at the Burbank airport six months ago and I went to Guy Fieri's restaurant and I ordered a Vietnamese sandwich. Uh Uh-oh. And it was really good. It wasn't quite a Vietnamese sandwich. It was like a roast beef. I don't know who you are anymore. It's basically roast beef with like pickles, pickled everything. I don't know who you are. It was really good.
0: Just as you know. Your new name is just Vincent now. It's not Vubang. Your new name is Vincent Noir. Wait, who is that? Vince Noir? (laughs) Isn't that somebody from a movie? If any listener knows the exact
1: age... That Guy Fieri moved from Columbus to Humboldt? I'm going to need to find that out.
0: Yeah, we'll send you a free t-shirt. How about that? If you know the exact age Guy Fieri left Columbus, I think he can still claim Flavortown.
1: My, my definition of where you're from is where you went to high school.
0: Oh my god. That's where I, I
1: define. That's my definition.
0: That's stupid.
1: That's why you're from fucktown, Oki. Okay.
0: I'm from Sacktown. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's my
0: new nickname. I'm not going to talk shit about Sacktown on the podcast, but... (laughs) I'm only saying that because the last podcast about San Francisco,
1: Oki actually wrote the words San Fran to describe San Francisco, which we all know is a fucking travesty. (laughs) There's two things you cannot call San Francisco. You cannot call it Frisco, and you cannot call it San Fran. And I'm not even from San Francisco. I'm not going to claim San Francisco. I just know that you call it the city or SF. That's it. City or SF. That's it.
0: Yeah, but you're A, you're from the Bay Area. B, I'm not. C, I don't care. D, only people in San Fran care. E, what was E? Oh, I actually, I literally only shortened it because it, to fit it on a graphic image. I didn't type it in like a description anywhere. It was just literally like the shorthand for what happens per episode.
1: I was so angry that I'd try to come up with some sort of analogy that would actually explain how angry I was. No, I get it. And I finally thought, I was like, fuck town. You calling it San Fran is like calling Los Angeles La La Land, which is yeah. ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Nobody goes around saying La La. Only dude bros visiting from Boston that are, you meet at a club.
0: Yeah, or girls that are trying to make it and make a joke like, oh my God, I came to La La Land. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Believe me. I don't think I've ever actually literally said San Fran unless talking about it in the context of this. But... The next time I see you in 2021, I'm going to give you
1: a big hug and I'm going to punch you in the fucking face just for this. God,
0: why do you care so much? If someone said La La Land in front of me, I wouldn't punch them in the face. it would be like... You would laugh. I would laugh at them. Yeah. Yeah. Be, or like... Ridicule them. People saying the OC. People in OC don't say, ever say the OC. People only say that because of the TV show.
1: No, but that's why... No, 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 no. That's the funny part though. That's why it's called the OC. That's why it's hilarious. Really? Yeah. So don't say you're gonna punch me in the face. Jesus. I think they call it the OC just so they can come up with that one line. The welcome to the OC bitch. That's why they did it.
0: Right. PS writing San Fran actually worked because it was about San Fran gentrification and gentrification. The people that come there say San Fran. So it worked perfectly. So ha. Touche. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> We just wanted to do a quick shout out. Jenny Yang's doing something really awesome lately. Jenny Yang's a comedian, Asian American comedian here in Los Angeles. She got picked up in Vulture Magazine. I checked it out. She's doing this thing called Comedy Crossing. So many people are obviously stuck at home and a lot of people are playing Animal Crossing. And she came up with this amazing idea to build a space where stand-ups could go and still do stand-up. So what she does is she shares her video game screen of Animal Crossing. She built a space that's like a stand-up, stage, comedy club, even with a green room. She invites the people that are stand-ups to either bring their character into the Animal Crossing or someone will build it for them. They go into a Zoom room. 500 people today. I actually joined today. Every Friday at 7 p.m. PST, you can get an Evite. All they do is just send you a link. It's free. You can donate. She raised two grand today off of 500 people. L. But this is the crazy part. You'll love this. Who I saw, they didn't have their camera on, but their name was on their screen name. And I don't know why anybody would pretend to be this person. And I'm 95% sure that they're friends. Kelly Marie Tran was in the audience. Oh, nice. And she said, hey, Jenny, this is amazing. I'm like, Kelly Marie Tran's in the audience. This is so cool. Really funny, like five acts, Jenny will come in and sort of, you know, introduce everybody and do quick bits in between, warm up the crowd, people, it's just hilarious. It's so fun. People, you know, you can change costumes in the middle of bits and sometimes the costume change will be part of the bit.
1: (laughs) I have a confession to make. I am pretty close to to buying Animal Crossing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I would do it. Who are you? I mean, all my cousins are on it and they talk about going on to each other's islands yeah. Are you that alone? It's hard to keep up with young kids because we we're all into Mario Kart for the past month and now they're on Ammo Crossing and I feel like the old man that's still playing Mario Kart. <laughs> that's okay. Meanwhile, they're trading apples for like peaches and I'm like, what is going on here? This sounds like some sort of deal. Like this sort of deal I want to get into.
0: Really? That sounds like something you want to get into.
1: They were very excited about these apples because yep. somebody had a lot of apples and somebody did not have enough apples.
0: Does that not intrigue you? Do you also want a, a gi fieri banh mi with that? I love the way you say it, banh me, banh me. How else am I supposed to say it? Do you want me to, I don't say pasta, pasta. I don't say spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> right? Bond me. Yeah, usually I, I have
1: a really good sort of like Vietnamese accent with no emphasis yeah. on no syllables, but I'm not going to do it right now.
0: Oh, I'm supposed to put the emphasis on a different syllable of "bonmi." We have like six or 12
1: tones, so.
0: Do you really expect all Americans to pronounce, like, we don't even say Los Angeles right? Oh, you don't go around saying Los Angeles? Exactly. You don't say it? That's weird. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's not Los Feliz, it's Los Files. <laughs> yeah, I say Los Files. Yeah, it's supposed to be Los Feliz. I, I call
1: it the Wilshire and I say Sopoveda, That's what I say.
0: Sopoveda. <laughs> S- <sapo> <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about, dude.
0: Lasianaga. See.
1: <laughs> you're the one that's anglicizing everything. Like you're that Laney College professor.
0: <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I pronounced his name fine and I didn't have a problem with it. Bon me. Bon me. me. What am I saying? Bang me. Oh god, there's no way. Bon me. I'm not I'm not I can't get your Bang You have a G <laughs> at the end of yours. It's a very subtle difference. My name is Bang. Yeah. But bread is Biking. Bang and bang. Got it. Yeah. I hear the difference, but it's hard for me to pronounce it or remember that. That's fine. Yeah. I still love you and bond me. <laughs> That's fine. God, you look so hurt. You look so hurt. <laughs> this podcast is not Duolingo. Like, we should just move on. Anyways, check out Jenny Yang's Comedy Crossing. If you Google it, you'll find a link, I'm sure, to sign up to get the Zoom link every Friday again. It's really funny. She has some great comedians on there. I'm going to reach out. Yeah, the, the weird thing is, is like, some people have to be muted, of course, and some idiots didn't mute themselves, and they were, like, yelling at their Alexa. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Why are they not in webinar mode, then? What they realized is they were muting certain people that weren't shutting up, but they allow some people to stay open so that the comedian can actually hear laughter. Otherwise, it seems like you're uh... acting to, like, a dead room, right? So it did definitely help. Otherwise, yeah, can you imagine Talking to just two people that are trying to entertain with no audience and not hearing any laughter. Oh,
1: that's weird. That's interesting.
0: Or even your friend, and you're trying to be funny, and he just stares at you through a camera with no reaction. That's just life. Yeah, that'd be weird. That wouldn't hurt at all anyone with feelings. Thanks, as ever, for listening, Yellow Perilers. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Or just tell your smart speaker to play the Yellow Peril podcast. Have a comment or question you'd like to share with us or an event, project, or story you think we'd appreciate? Call and leave a voicemail at eight four five two yellow That's 845-293-5509. Or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com. Or follow us and drop a comment on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider subscribing, following, leaving us a review, and supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Because surprise, the show actually does cost a lot of money and we'd love to keep doing these episodes for you weekly. But remember, if you support us, you will also get rewards at certain levels, be it a sticker, a mug, t-shirt, or hell, you can even buy your way onto the show basically (laughs) as a guest. And of course, we're selling shirts, yellow peril shirts at okieshirts.com, but the link's also in our Instagram profile. Be sure to check that out. This episode was brought to you with the help of our editor, John Arriarte. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer in honor of I have an idea. You know a song about Durian. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start singing and you sing along,
1: okay? You ready for this? Just jump into it, okay? Okay. Won't you take me to Flavor Town? Won't you take me to Flavor Town? Won't you take me to Flavor Town? Won't you take me to
0: Flavor Town? I had no idea
1: that it was only because of Guy Fieri being born in Columbus.
0: Yeah. You just thought they were like, this will be funny. It's better than Columbus. I just thought it was like a
1: diverse city that's like full of like Flavors. ethnicities <laughs> and food. And like, cause I go there, I, when I go there, I go there every year.
0: Oh, to visit. To visit, yeah. you know,
1: Korean Kareem Kareem. Yeah. and Candace. And, you know, we get like Mexican food, Ethiopian food. We hang out. It's diverse. It's like,
0: yeah. I'm going to say it's, Fine. He was he was born there, not raised there, but, you know, they probably don't have a lot of people to claim. Or somebody's just a fan of Guy Fieri and is like, fuck yeah, Flavortown.
1: It's just so weird to have it not called Columbus anymore. It'd be a pretty awesome if they really do change the name, though. We'll see, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they call it Seabus anyway, so maybe you just change it to Seabus.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. That's cool. Or San Fran.